This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. So yesterday, the team, uh, as in the commanders, introduced both of its coordinators uh, via an introductory press conference with the beat um, out in Ashburn. And it was Cliff Kingsbury first, followed by Joe Witt Jr., the defensive coordinator, second. They couldn't have been different in their approaches to this introductory press conference. I made a note in watching Kingsbury and then watching Witt and saying, we're just getting it in reverse now. Before, it was Jack Del Rio basically gave you nothing as the defensive coordinator. That's essentially what we're going to get for King- from Kingsbury, although he said some things that I'm going to play back for you here uh, because I had a reaction to even some of the limited things that he said. Um, and then Joe Witt Jr. is, you know, a, he's got incredible personality and he talks and, you know, how much you get out of it, I don't know. Although I think he said a couple of things that were very profound and we'll play some of that next hour. But that's more like, you know, Ron Rivera and or Eric Bieniemy. Um, the length, you know, we get sent the transcripts 
by the team of the press conference. Jack Del Rio's would be like a page, and then Rivera's and or Bienemies would be like three pages. And we got that yesterday. We got barely a page from Kingsbury and then multiple pages from Joe Witt Jr., who was more entertaining, that's for sure, than Kingsbury was. But I want to focus on Kingsbury. Um, you know, here's a guy who's been a head coach before. My first reaction in watching him was, he's just not going to do this a lot. He is, he's going to do the absolute minimum. Whatever is mandatory, he'll do. Other than that, I would love to have a guy like Cliff Kingsbury on the show weekly talking about the game that they just played in the upcoming game. That's just not going to happen. It rarely happens with coordinators anyway, um, but it's it's not going to happen. This guy's been there, done that in terms of dealing with the media, and he appears to be thrilled that this go-round won't include that on a daily basis. He's also been around long enough as a head coach in college, as a head coach in the pros, and as a part of the uh, so many different organizations in different roles that he knows that you know what not to say. You know, he was asked about, you know, what happened in Vegas. And he said, I'm not going to get into that. I've just got tremendous respect for, you know, Mark Davis, the owner, and AP Antonio Pierce. Um, on Magic Johnson's reported involvement, uh, it was reported out of Vegas that the reason he left Vegas and came to Washington is Magic Johnson had a lot to do with convincing him to come to Washington. He wouldn't answer that. But then, even though some of the answers were limited the rest of the way, I do think you got some some substance from uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So I'm going to play some of these for you. He was asked about what not being a head coach uh, this past season, where he was an advisor at USC for Lincoln Riley with Caleb Williams, a quarterback, you know, being able to take a step back from that and whether or not that allows him, you know, what that allowed him to to be to to do to learn and then is he set up better this go around in the NFL even as an offensive coordinator? Here's what he said. Yeah, I hope so. Um, coach Riley is a phenomenal coach to be able to be around him, watch him from uh, that view. His processes, how he works with the team, um, was awesome. A great learning experience, and then just to be around the younger players again re- really re-energized me, re-motivated me. I kind of got to be the good cop the entire year in that space and um, felt like it gave me a chance to kind of reevaluate some of my processes and how I operate and uh, felt like it made, made me a better coach. You know, I was looking through, um, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's coaching career. He's never worked for a defensive first guy. It's just never been the lead head coach when he's been a coordinator and the other opportunities he's had, he's been the head coach it, at you know at Texas Tech and then at Arizona in the pros. But you know, working primarily for people like Mike Leach and Kevin Sumlin, et cetera, and you know, Lincoln Riley last year, he's never been in the position other than as a head coach where he's been the sole voice on that side of the ball. I don't know if it matters or not, and but I would imagine that Kingsbury is being given a lot of autonomy to run the offense the way he sees fit, with Quinn focused mostly on the defensive side of the ball with Joe Witt uh, Jr. Um, 
The next one that I wanted to play from him, he was asked about the differences between being a head coach and an offensive coordinator, and if he's actually looking forward uh, to being a coordinator and not the head coach, here's what he said. Being able to just focus on the offense um, will be great. You know, Dan has, has a bunch on his plate. I've, I've sat in that seat, and so you're dealing with the entire picture. Uh, with me now, it's, it's focusing on that group and, and trying to maximize who we are personnel-wise, coaching staff-wise, and being the best we can um, just in that area. So to be able to back up and, and do that again is exciting, to put all that focus just into that um, and ready to get to work. Um. I can only imagine when you've faced the pressure of being a head coach in the last go-round, it didn't go well. Um, how And by the way, had all the responsibilities of being the, you know, the communicator, the press conference guy, in every meeting room, responsibility for the whole team, to just be able to do what apparently Ben Johnson really prefers to do, which is close the door on Monday and come out with a great uh, game plan on Wednesday and focus on one side of the ball. And it sounds like he's excited uh, to do that. He was asked then about quarterback um, and his system in, in particular, you know, in the air raid system. But he was asked about kind of, the, you know, the opportunity that they're going to have here with probably a young quarterback in the roadmap to developing a young quarterback. Here's what he said. First off, you got to have talented players to work with. There's no doubt. I've been very fortunate to be around some really good players, good people. But I just try to figure out what makes them tick. Um, everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Everybody processes differently, likes different plays, um, sees the game differently. So I really try to get to the uh, bottom of who they are as a person, who they are as a player, and, and build it around them. I, I think you know it deserves emphasis here, not that you guys don't know the list here, just to talk about the Kingsbury quarterbacks that he's worked with and that he's developed. Keenum in college at Houston, Manziel at AM, Mayfield, uh, Mahomes at Texas Tech, Caleb Williams last year. He's been around talent. He knows what the talent part looks like, and he also knows what they're, he's looking for. And he, he got into that a little bit later on, and I'll, I'll get to that. But, you know, when you are coaching the quarterbacks and offenses, but quarterbacks that are talented in particular, they're not all the same. And he's had to figure out how to get the most out of them. That's the talent of a coach is to, you know, not make excuses for not getting the best out of them, but to be able to adapt and figure out what, as he said, makes this particular person tick because he's worth trying to figure it out because he's so talented. Um, so all of the discussion about the offenses that he's been involved in, primarily in college, you know, the Mike Leach, you know, Hal Mummy, going back to all of the spread, all of the the air raid, et, et cetera. Um, he was asked about, you know, how, you know, that label of air raid offense has evolved over time um, and, and what it means now that he's back into the NFL. Yeah, at Texas Tech, um, University of Houston, you know, we had Case Keenum and Patrick Mahomes, so we were throwing it a ton, and it was spread offense just like a lot of those are. You get in the NFL, you, you learn the nature of that game and, and the different personnel groups and um, the matchups and, and things like that, and I'm not sure where we were on, on pass percentage my last three years there, but I, I know it wasn't at the top. Um, so we want to be balanced. We want to be able to run the football and, and uh, play action pass and, um, really do whatever it takes to win. But the air raid deal is, is 
you know, I'm honored to be a part of that because it was Mike Leach, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but uh, I wouldn't categorize anything we do under that name. Yeah, and I've pointed this out, that that really good season in Arizona when they went 11-6 and six and went to the postseason, laid an egg in the postseason game, but they were, 50, they, they were 53-47, 54-46 in terms of pass-run ratio. They weren't anywhere near the top of the league. James Conner and Chase Edmonds, their two running backs that year, combined for 328 carries for 1,344 yards and 17 touchdowns. Zach Ertz, you know, they, they say in the air raid, no reason to have any tight ends. Zach Ertz, that that particular season, um, not that particular season, uh, yeah, that particular season, excuse me, had 56 catches for 574 yards, was targeted 81 times. They also had Max Williams in that offensive tight end that was targeted a bunch as well. Um, so that was him kind of answering that, you know, are we going to see the air raid essentially in the NFL? Um, he was asked about kind of what he learned from being an NFL head coach that he can apply now. Here's what he said. Every year you learn something different. Um, just consistency and approach. I think that's that's the main thing in this league. It's You're going to have your ups and downs. It's a lot of parity. It's tough games week in, week out, and you got to be consistent in your standards and your approach. That's the biggest difference between college football and pro football. And for coaches that I am sure think before they get to the NFL that a lot of what they've learned in college applies. In the NFL, the difference in talent is a fine tooth comb. It is built. It is designed for parity, for teams to be close, for the you know the the very margins the, you know the on the edges to be the difference whether that's you know a quarterback that can be mobile or make plays in clutch situations or a coaching staff that's really good at it's or a personnel you know area that's the game is designed for everybody to go 9 and 8 or 8 and 9 in college there is a massive talent difference in a lot of the games that they play they're not worried about losing three or four games a year when you're at a major place. And when he says it's a lot of parity, it's tough games week in, week out, you know, that's what you learn when you come to the NFL. You can be just as good a coach as you were in college, but the competition is so close in these games, and anything can happen in these games. By the way, not to mention it's a different game. It's a game that's typically, you know, built for uh, the underdog to have a better chance because the games are faster. The clock stops less often. There are different things about the game overall, the way it's played, that gives lesser teams, and the lesser is not what it is in college, a chance. I think you hear that from almost all of the college coaches that have had experience in the NFL. It's like what's jarring to them is, I mean, every week, every week, if you're not at your best, you're going to lose to somebody you don't think you should lose to. It happens all the time. Um, All right. uh, This was him on sort of the ideal characteristics he looks for in a quarterback. Uh, The Chiefs quarterback. That'd help. Uh, no, um, 
I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays um, with your feet, move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that player to be the hardest worker on your team. You want him to lead those guys. Um, each and every day when, when he shows up in the building, you want him to lift the building up, and um, that's why those guys make the type of money they do. And that's also why there are so few of them, you know, that fit every single kind of characteristic that you're looking for. You know, the, the money's on the table at the end of the game. they got to deliver. Got to deliver by making plays with your feet. you got to be able to escape a bad play. doesn't mean, like, you have to be a, a full-fledged runner like Lamar or Kyler have been in their careers. And then there are the intangibles. You know, you've got to be the hardest worker on your team. You know, you've got to be a leader. I mean, you've got to lift a building up, you know. Um, all due respect to the players Washington's had at that position here for several years, none of them have been lift-up-the-building players. Probably the closest since Kirk was Taylor Heineke in terms of just natural kind of leadership and that attractive quality that people you know like in others. Um, and then there were two questions specific to his time with Caleb Williams. He was asked about... What he got, by the way, I would also say the description of what he gave you doesn't lead to any of the three quarterbacks more than the others Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. They all have made plays with the game on the table by using their legs to escape a bad play. Um, and then the intangible stuff is the part that I can't even answer as it relates to all three of the, those guys, but he can answer it as it relates to Caleb Williams. This was him on what he got out of his experience in LA working with Caleb Williams as the Trojans quarterback. Yeah, he's a great kid. There's no doubt. And, and like I mentioned earlier, just getting to watch Lincoln um, from afar and, and observe him and, and how he coaches and how he schemes things up and his processes was huge. And, and then just being around the younger players and really diving back into the everyday teaching. Sometimes when you're a head coach, you, you step back from the one-on-ones um, a little bit. And, and this allowed me to get back into that vein. You know, I heard a, a lot of you saying that when he was asked about Caleb, he didn't go way into depth. You know, he kind of shifted the conversation. I wouldn't read anything into that answer about Caleb Williams. He started with, yeah, he's a, he's a great kid. There's no doubt. Um, they came back to it. Uh, he asked on how Caleb Williams' game can translate to the NFL. Here's what he said. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to break him down uh, right now. I'm still trying to, you know, evaluate our own roster and go through that. But like I mentioned, I uh, love – being around him, tremendous person, and, uh, yeah, I had fun at USC. Yeah, I mean, he's doing the right thing when it comes to the specific questions about Caleb Williams, anybody at this point. You just can't disclose what you're thinking. Washington at number two is in a very unique competitive situation, uh, and, uh, you know, showing your hand makes no sense at all. Um, two more things from Cliff Kingsbury's press conference, who I said – wasn't the longest speaker by a long shot, um, and he held a lot back. But I still – I actually – I enjoyed them both. I actually think we're three for three on winning the press conferences for what it's worth, and it's not worth anything. 
uh, a game hasn't been played. But I saw a guy in Cliff Kingsbury who's been there, done that so many times, and he is ready to roll, and he's ready to focus in on creating a really good offense. And by the way, he wants to be here because he had other options. He was asked about on the uh, offensively, what are the key attributes to be successful? Here's what he said. Yeah, first and foremost, being able to adapt to your personnel, um, do what you do best, and don't ask them to do things they can't do. And uh, we have a staff that is all in agreement on that and takes pride in that. So we're going to build this thing together and be collaborative as we put it together and just make sure we're putting our guys in the best situation possible. Um, you got to be able to, you know, run the football in four minutes, and you got to be able to throw it in two minutes. You saw that game come down to it a couple times the other night. Um, that's how these games come down to. And, and so um, more than anything, just making sure we're putting those position, those players in a position to be successful. And then he said, and Denton, I want you to play 19 next. I know I told you I didn't want you to play 19, but I want you to play 19 because I thought the answer I was looking for was an 18. Um, the qualities that has allowed him to kind of help offenses succeed, here's what he said. Um, probably number one, I – I don't know what I don't know. You know, I'm not afraid to ask questions and learn from these other guys. And if there's a better way to do it, we're going to do it that way. Um, I'm big on evolving each and every year, doing breakdowns of the top college offenses, pro offense. What are they doing? How can we make that fit? Um, and I think that's what it's about. You know, the defense is always uh, trying to catch up, and it's a cyclical game. And if, if you kind of are staying stagnant and not progressing and not evolving in your drill work and your scheme and your uh, coaching practice, then they're going to catch up to you. Yeah, I think that that it was an answer that was um, a, a good answer to hear him say because for those of us, and I put myself into this group, that really leaned uh, on I want the next offensive guy, you know, the young offensive guy for a number of reasons. It's the you know it's the, been the trend in the league. Um, offense is now more important than defense, although we did see defense make a nice comeback in 2023. Um, the idea that the number two overall pick, if they if there's a really good connection and it really works, you're not going to lose that guy, et cetera, et cetera. I think you heard what you wanted in the head coach from an offensive standpoint in that answer. Um, but with respect to Kingsbury, you're not going to have him focused on anything else other than this. I actually came away from Cliff Kingsbury's press conference thinking they got a, a guy with a lot of potential here. This is this is as good an offensive mind, creative mind, evolving mind as he talked about, a guy that's done it with quarterbacks specifically. I'm excited about it. I'm not I don't want them to overpromise anything here in the offseason. I don't want to get carried away with it, but in listening to him yesterday, I felt like we had a real offensive innovative pro that's going to be running this offense. In the same way that you were looking for the head coach to be young and innovative and, you know, evolving and understanding that defenses change and that it's cyclical. And if you're not, you know, if you're staying stagnant and you're not evolving in scheme and et cetera, that you're 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 getting behind. I think we got that in Cliff Kingsbury. Uh lastly, you know, Mahomes having just won the Super Bowl and being, you know, labeled as certainly deserving of GOAT status. He's the one that recruited him and coached him at Texas Tech. 
He was asked on what he saw from Patrick Mahomes coming out of high school that other coaches just missed. Yeah, I just every time I would watch him, he was the best player on the field by far, and he, he put the team on his back and he did whatever it took to win. Uh, you see the competitive nature. Just like the other night, I don't think anybody here thought he was going to lose when he got that ball back, and it was the same deal in high school. It's like he knew he was going to find a way to win, and it didn't look traditional. And he'd shuffle back and kind of just move around and make plays, but he was the best player. And um, you know, I, I kind of stayed out of his way a little bit in college. I didn't want to take that away from him ever because that's what he did great. We tried to polish some things, but to watch what he's become and just the person he is. I tell everybody that's his greatest superpower is the person, even with all the freaky talent. He's such a great person. Uh, The way he treats people, the way he handles his teammates, it's just phenomenal. There you go. Uh, That was the best of Cliff Kingsbury yesterday from my standpoint. We'll give you some Joe Witt Jr. next hour. Denton's News up next, and then Ben Standig will jump on. And we do now have a completed coaching staff, uh, and in addition to the front office as well. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.